Welcome to TLDR with Tony and Luke. I'm Luke. And I'm Tony. Join us as we continue our discussion of XCOM, uh, the game where <laughs> the game for me, which half of it is working out which uh, save I need to load again to read what it just did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I found they did a lot of saves coming. Yeah, uh, I've, I don't, I don't know what people's, um, like, uh, <laughs> what you're, like, when does safe scumming, like, go from part of the game to cheating to just what you do? Like, if a save is there, can I use it? Am I allowed to go back? Which is what I did. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, to, to get that one hit I needed for the rest of my plan to, yeah, come, to come together. To together well, you know? Considering the game is so much more fun with leveled up soldiers with decent gear. Yeah. And the fact that it's not easy to level up your soldiers and get mm. them decent gear, the game's kind of really asking for you to save scum it. Yeah. It can be just one one simple, like, you got an 86% chance. Oh, miss. Yeah. And that's it. Now they run it. Or the one that gets me all the time is you move one square further forward than you were supposed to, and now you've set off a whole other pot of aliens. Oh, yeah. On your last guy's turn, and now they've got a whole turn on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sort of stuff seems to happen a lot. Uh, the other ones I get, uh, I click by mistake. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, I could, yeah, and then the sudden the guy moves, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh, well, now I got to yeah. go back and do yeah. that again." Yeah. Um, or the one that got me yesterday was uh, in the in the mission had to rescue someone and then extract. Yeah. And where my guys were, there was one very specific sequence that needed to happen in order for me to get everyone out to the evac zone because they didn't have enough moves left to make. Yeah, two jumps kind of thing, um, and so I had to like you know kill this guy with this guy and then have it all all come off, and I just kept reloading until I got that right initial combination, and then I was able to oh, go yeah, and finish okay. it. Well, like, difference being between like finishing it with two people or a full squad. Yeah, you know, which I feel yeah. is like such a uh, this early on in the game. You talk about not yeah, having yeah. a lot of resources. Like two squad members is to lose That's them is significant, yeah, and not. Yeah kind of feels a bit i don't know but like when you're one square away from the evac zone which which is what i was with yeah. one of them i'm like come on like, come on like yeah. can you guys not hang around for like one more square yeah. like it's just yeah. there like he can you know maybe i don't know anyway so i i really thought this game would benefit from like the if if if, if you're if say coming is what you want right go defense grid 2 system which builds it into the game where you can just go back 30 seconds, yeah, press a button, yeah. back 30 seconds. Like, oh, I placed that in the wrong spot. Go yeah, back 30 go seconds back 30 and just seconds. make it part of the game. Don't try to like... Well, I don't think they want you to do that. But reading online, clearly most people do that. They put Iron Man mode in, which is one save game. Hey, look, totally. And you can't get that. back to it. So That's amazing. Put that in. I respect anyone who could do... Could do, it's like having a hardcore mode in, in Diablo as well, like yeah. one death and you lose your character kind of thing. Like, Which is nice, except I think I I would find the game too boring. You can play it that way by never taking any risks. If you never take any risks in the game, you won't struggle. If you never take any risks, you always put your soldiers in cover, you always move up slowly, you, you will survive. But I wouldn't find it fun doing it that way. You wouldn't find you would do more. I, I'd see my, my thing, I'd be more risky. Because I know I don't have to go back through three menus, work out which save it is, and go back again. No, I but you lose button, all your soldiers. And at, at one point in the game, if you've lost too many soldiers and you've all got rookies, you just can't beat the aliens. The aliens are too strong. 
Yeah, you yeah. You can't beat them. No, that's that's so you actually get a dead game. That that's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, but and like, lots of people online that were playing Iron Man said say that. You know, I lost all of my units, and that was the end of the game. Game Couldn't, effectively, because you can't go back can't and go, grind them up on no, lower content. No, exactly. Uh, so but, I was thinking maybe if yeah. they wanted you to not save scum, if they yeah. did stuff like your soldiers got wounded instead of getting killed outright, yep. they got wounded, so they reduced their movement or they reduced their aim. You know, it's got all those stats in it. Just give them injuries, and then maybe when a soldier gets five injuries, then he's out for the count. And I think the game, because like you say, you got one square too many. Yeah. And you're it's as simple hit. as that. And like yeah. it, to me, that sort of it's lends itself to want to. Yeah, it's yeah. not a massive mistake. It's a little tiny where you're like, oh, I just, you know, or I like seriously, I've clicked quite a few times where I'm like, I don't know why I've clicked, but I'm definitely not clicking on any squares. I'm off on the map, searching yeah, yeah. around, scouting around, looking at, spinning it around, and I just yeah. click by mistake and I move the guy and I'm like, oh, now I've got to go back five minutes to undo that one. Yeah. Yeah. Non- I don't know. I just feel like you could lean into it. Without necessarily damaging the game, find some sort of balance where yeah. it would be easier than than constantly going into the menu, loading, yeah. going back through yeah. again. You know, anyway, yeah. that's a small thing. Uh, I mean, one of the things that does facilitate that a lot for me is definitely when I miss. Which yeah. I know, I know, it's like you're biased against when you lose because yes. that one always stands out more than when you yes. actually do make a hit. Yeah, when you got a forty percent chance, and oh, I hit. Oh wow. <laughs> You don't remember those ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But it does feel that I always miss and they never miss. It's just not fair. But I'm sure yeah, they'll well, change. As they get leveled up, they'll get better aim. And No, I think the aliens don't take as many, many risky shots as you do. That they always the, outnumber you, so they can always be more patient anyway. Yeah, that's probably a good point. It's probably what also skews those numbers. Yeah, so they don't take risky shots so they hardly ever miss. <sighs> fair enough, fair enough. But it'd be nice if there were more skills which they do come in more skills on your squad mates that would improve their survivability I've got one character that does a buff yeah there's just there's some I mean there's one one of the character classes the first attack always misses so that's really good but it's not on the character that you're always doing risky stuff well I didn't find I find I hardly ever that character hardly ever gets attacked anyway nah so that that skill is on the wrong character class for the, for the way I play. Mm. But yeah, and and more differentiation between your characters. So that's what I remember from the first XCOM UFO Enemy Unknown, is that the character all those different soldiers had different stats. So you could have a guy that as a rookie just had an amazingly good aim. Oh, okay. And so his aim just kept getting better and better and better because he kept hitting. So every time he was going up levels, he's getting better at aiming. As a as opposed to these ones, which I haven't no, looked that much detail. Like one's got stats. an aim of four and the other one's got an aim of six. So yeah. there's hardly any difference between their aim stats. Okay. They're not like, you're not going to get a wild card great. No, exactly. Like a really, good, a really good shot. Yeah, a lot of games tend to do that with the second one. They go a bit more sedate. Uh, I mean, I guess like when you've got those like um, wild card roles for new characters, they're attempting to do the same same yeah, again that's and keep going back until you get until the you good get a role. Combination that's sort of like when you do a D&D game and you just roll yeah, like yeah, forever on that character. Yes, yeah. there, and now yeah. we can go because it's got to have... Yeah, now yeah. I'm going to play. Well, and it makes a big difference if you get the main stat for that class. Yeah. You know, so it's like all you're doing, like what, this is my point with games, like if if this is what people are doing, if people are going to sit there and roll it to the end, yeah, why just, have that yeah, for? Just let people pick whatever they it. want. Like, yeah. 
you know, yeah, and, and that's probably why a lot of games have gotten rid of that thing. Like, you don't see that. I can't think of the last game, any recent games that I've played where that's... No, it's point by now. You've got yeah, pluses you and minuses. put it in. That's a good yeah. change to me because it didn't yeah. really, wasn't really adding anything no, to it. No, it adds nothing to it. Yeah. A random roll. And even, yeah, like even if you put like a limit on it, you would just delete the save and go back and start again until you eventually just take more steps to go back and do it again. Yeah. Which is why I respect the defense grid one of just having that back 30, 30 seconds, seconds kind of yeah, thing because you make good. silly mistakes. And it's not like I don't think defense grid is any easier because of it. Like I don't think no. it makes it Yeah, but it easy- saves you a lot of time and makes you more interested in it finishing just, the game. That's it exactly. I don't – I hate playing interface. Yeah. And loading, re- saving and reloading the game is just playing yeah. the interface and yeah, that's, that's just not, not fun. fun. Yeah, no, it's not. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Missing has been, and maybe because you put it in my mind from that first episode, how much you liked, didn't like it. I'm like, yeah, this is horrible and I hate it too, kind of too, yeah. yeah. Uh, but maybe it's maybe it's not, not as bad, actually, as I got well, in. So, yeah. Yeah, I think you start off, when you guys are crap, you just start off throwing grenades and everything because they don't miss. Mm. And then once oh. you actually get good at shooting, then you yeah. start using your guns. <laughs> yeah, definitely. definitely. Grenades, I'm, anytime I can get a grenade off. I do it, even if it means I end up falling through the ceiling with yeah, my aliens yeah, as yeah. well, which I completely didn't expect to happen. Oh, yeah, but like, she good. fell down and then panicked, yeah. which was good because then yeah. like, she ran out of the building and survived in the yeah. end. That was great. That was the one that I had trouble getting to the exit because she panicked. She oh, ran backwards. Ran the wrong way. And then she was like five squares behind everyone yeah. else kind of thing. And, and yeah. yeah. Hey, so uh, that reminds me, that character was a sniper. Yep. How the hell does sniper rifles work? Because I can never seem to get... Every time I try to use her, she only wants to use a pistol. Yeah, you have to have both your movement points. You do have that. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought it was, but I didn't... Yeah, it's a massive restriction. So basically, you've yeah. got to set your sniper up. you got to find a good spot that's got a good line of fire and you set your sniper up and you just leave them there. No good for this map because I had to... Now that I... Now that you say that, I'm like, this map I had to run forward, get the hostage, and then run to the other side of the map yeah. to escape, yeah. which is not no conducive to just... No. Are all the missions timed? No. Oh, okay. Thank God, because no, that's yeah, really... the time missions are annoying. Well, I... Spice of life, but it feels like yeah. every mission I've done has some sort of like a time limit on it, yeah. and I'm like, this is really tough to be able to push forwards and also not go... Yeah, too not, far forward not, and trigger things off yeah. and set up yeah. your ambushes and stuff. Well, and, and, and the other yeah. thing with that is that there's such a huge advantage in if you can flank the enemies, like you're almost guaranteed to critically hit. Well, if you yeah. flank it, but it's so hard to set up flanking because the maps are small and there's pods of aliens everywhere. Yeah, they so always seem to move out of the and, way. Yeah. You try and flank one lot of aliens and then you activate another three. Yep. And now they're flanking you. I spent like three turns going around the bottom of the building. Yep. to get in the flank and then yeah. they turned around yeah, and it doesn't didn't help. and I was like, oh, yeah. I wasted, I nearly, well, I nearly that, that, and that's part of the reason why I didn't make it to the evac, evac yeah, point either because I went the long way around. Yeah. That was hindsight. Yeah. When the time ones, you've got to move to the objective yeah, yeah. and move Just on blow through. Walls, blow, out, blow walls out so you can make a straight run. Oh, I didn't consider that. Yeah, you blow the oh, wall of the building yeah. away. I mean, I was just a, run straight through the building. I was going to comment before, with like the with the when the roof fell down, I wasn't expecting that, but I hadn't considered the implications of um, make an exit. Yeah, that would have. Well, they do that teach you that in the tutorial, but the they? tutorials oh. eight, eight oh. ago. Yeah, yeah. There's no exit in the building you're in, so they say blow a hole in the wall and get out. They do. That's yeah. right. That's right. I didn't tweak. So they do though. teach you about blowing up holes in, wall, in walls to get out. Yep, yep. Uh, that's really cool. The destructive environments. Uh, this game is uh, got 
don't want to say don't want to say depth, like surprising depth to it that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. From it, I yeah. don't know if depth is the right word, but like the destructible environments is one thing that sort and of the, I went that the react to the destructible environments, and you set it on fire, and then they can oh. they can start burning if they're standing too close oh, to it. Yes, I did. I used that to my great advantage. That was part of my strategy to escape was to use my grenade launcher to kill one dude, set the truck on fire, and then I missed with the other character, which then destroyed the truck, which killed the man who was behind it. And I'm like, missing for the win. Yes, came into my... I don't hit him because if you hit him, he's going to do damage and not kill him. That's going to be pointless. But you if to, you hit the truck, you blow up. Which is like, why can't I just target the truck? Yeah, why can't you just target the truck? Yeah. Anyway, you know, maybe that would just make and it... And those green things, the, the glowy green alien containers blow up as well. Oh, okay. But I they're really hard to target. Them. I don't know if you can actually target them. Oh, interesting. There's a few destructible things that you find it very hard to target. Okay. And that you was... hit them when you miss or the aliens hit them when you're hiding behind them. Oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Yes. Uh, I had a great moment where I just so happened to have my guys completely surrounding a drop point. Oh, so like right. I just... Yeah, yeah. You know... Put them I, on Overwatch. And you know, yeah, that's what I did. And then, just, and then three guys jumped out. All three survived. Oh, no. Every shot. Oh, no. <laughs> That's horrendous. Like, I had, it's like, you know, it's a perfect setup. Anyway, I killed them all. I beat it. So I didn't go back and reload or anything, but I was just like, oh, that'd be right. I had this once in a lifetime. Yeah, yeah, setup. The, because the maps change yeah. every time you play it. Do the drop zones and stuff change as yeah. well to make. Yeah, okay. I figured yeah. as much. Like, you can't. And see, this is. Is that like a positive or negative against the whole, uh, you know, safe scumming? Like, because the levels change, you can't learn a level. There's a bit of RNG into whether or not your level will even, like, allow you to win or not or can put a massive barrier up because on that first one with the hacking, I went back and did that a few more times and yeah. I managed to get everyone out except for one dude. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if I can, you know, do perfect on it kind of thing. Went back in and the map configuration was, was totally horrendous. Different. And I'm like, I don't, none of, nothing that I've learned from the previous time yeah, can, can be applied for this time. And it's because it was missing a whole building that I was using for cover and yeah, it was right. so much more yeah. open. And I'm like, uh, that was really a little bit odd. I thought that was a bit odd that it changed. That they're not fixed maps. Yeah. I think that was a complaint of the first one, XCOM 1. I think people complained that the maps were too fixed. Ah, uh, I could see that. Uh, yeah. Okay. You could totally see that being a problem but as then, well. The, the advantage of fixed maps is that they plan the map out and they plan where they put the aliens and they plan where the player's supposed to go. Yeah. So, the, and they felt like they were real maps. They did feel like they were real places, whereas this one's got, XCOM 2's got procedural maps. It just generates the map. And yeah. And there are places bit- the aliens randomly on the map and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's probably the better move in the end of the day. Probably more variety is usually better than static yeah. all the time. And once your once your squad's pretty good, it's actually reasonably fun moving around the map. And like when you've got seventeen hit points, you yeah. can afford to take a hit or two, mm. rather than when you're at level one and they shoot you once and you're dead. Yep. And all that progress is now out the window. Yes, yes, that is definitely true. That's definitely true. I like uh, what what else surprised me like on the on the depth thing is the whole map. Like the ship's great. We talked about the ship last time. How yep. like amazing that looks. I love yeah, the like everything slice. about that. Yeah, the slice to it and yeah. all the little rooms and they're all animated they're all and there's all things going the on there. And you know, yeah. like love that to bits. But the map, I was like surprised that that. Well, the, it's the map and the way it interacts with research and building things out and all the times it takes. So you can so 
it said like to go here to do the next story mission. And I'm like, yeah, fuck you. I'm not doing the story <laughs> mission. I'm going to go grind up. I'm not silly. Okay. So, you know, try to like level up a little bit. So I went and did some scanning for like some resources, yep. you know, and I'm like, oh, oh I press the button. I'll click and just started like spooling down the time. And I'm like, oh, wow. So that's yeah, going to yeah. scan this. My research just started pinging off and I'm like, oh, wow. So now I can go in and get these little 3D researches done in just a few minutes of real game time yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, then I got like a pop-up for like a special limited time only. Yeah, terror attack. Which was like good. That. And they were very clear that like, if you don't take this right now, you, you will lose it. Out. Yeah. So that was really smart as well because I was worried that, you know, you don't know whether it's going to be there after you come back yeah. or not like that. So they were very clear on that, like that a lot. Uh, but you can see like with so many research paths, um, I went for the advanced guerrilla warfare mm-hmm. on advice from Pete from Pandora. Yeah. He sent me a missive through, I don't know what technology crosses the borderlands through the Andromeda <laughs> to our own galaxy. Some proprietary scooter technology, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> uh, I lost my train of thought. That was terrible. You need more squad members in your squad. Yes. Yeah, yeah. He said squad members. I'm like, oh, that would make, just having more yeah, I was actually, I, I did have a slight thought where I'm like, one of my least favorite parts of this game is the moving all your characters up, Yeah, you know, kind of thing. I'm like, oh, yeah. now I've got another character I need to like yeah. mess around and move the two, like kind of move to the blue yeah. and then into the yellow, you yeah. know, and doing this again and again. I'm like, uh, but that said, lots of good keyboard shortcuts. It's yeah. really easy. Even when you send them off, you can tab across to the next character and start working on that one. I don't have to watch it yeah. run all the way there before I move on to the next one and yeah. and click it up, particularly when you've reloaded and you're like, okay, I know, yeah, you know where this is where I want to go. You know, yeah. Click up there, click up there and go there. Um, that's really good too. Uh, there's a lot to like about this. There is. I'd like some more technology in it. Oh, what, what do you mean? Like, there's a thing you get later on that's a battle scanner that lets you ping the map. It's like a motion sensor. Yeah, right. So you get ping of where the aliens are. But the fact that it takes up your grenade slot and it's not just an attachment to your arm or something really bugs me. So I hardly ever took it with me anywhere. Hmm. And the fact that there's no holographic images when you've, you know, in the stealth games when they've seen you and there's that holographic image left behind of where they think you are. Oh, yeah. It would okay. be awesome if it had that when you saw an alien yep. and the alien went out of your line of sight, if you still had that holographic image to remind you. Now, there's been a couple of times with six squad members that I've forgotten yep. that there's an alien that's just hidden underneath the sniper ta- sniper's tower. Yeah. And I've lost line of sight to it, so I can't see it anymore. And the sniper jumped down out of the tower and gets blown away by the alien on Overwatch. Interesting. It'd be nice if there was just a, I'd like a, a little holographic. Thing there to remind you as a player what your soldiers would probably remember because they're not having to deal with five other soldiers before they get their turn again. Yeah. I'm thinking that that, that would be a great commander ability yeah. to have rather yeah. than a squad ability. Even the pinging of the map, that's really... Because this is one thing that's a bit weird, like talking about the story and how it's presented. I'm not sure I'm a fan of this whole invisible commander, commander thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and that becomes important at the end of the game. That you can't see what they look like kind yeah. of thing? Is that Well, no, that bit's not important. But the fact that the commander's a separate presence is important at the end of the game. Yeah, I, no, no problem with being the commander who's been in, you know, uh, a tank running battle simulations for the enemies for the past 10 years or whatever it was. You know, 
that's all fine. It's more like the present presentation of, and not not even them being a silent protagonist. Yeah, because a lot of games do that and they do it really well. But I have a problem. Like, it feels a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't know whether I'm in the in the room with the people and they're talking to me, but then my camera moves really weirdly yeah, to look yeah, at things, yeah. and I'm like, am I, am I a camera or am I oh, looking no, through my person. guy's eyes? Yeah. And I don't. The squadmates. I don't know. It's, I sort of feel like I'm in the game as the commander, but I'm also not there, and no, I'm really the just like is not on the mission with the squaddies. Well, I presume that well, they're on the horn, aren't they? Yeah, aren't probably. they out there saying like, "You move up and yeah. like, go here"? Like, I I think. Yeah, like in Aliens, the guy that's sitting back in the yeah the HQ saying, you know, yeah. and so it's and a he bit, should have some abilities that he can use from that truck, yeah, kind of thing. Because spotted drones, or there's no like squad that. leader. No, so the leader is the commander who's back watching everyone's feeds and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's just a really odd way to do that, and I haven't seen it before where you're not. Well, in what, the original one, again. You are, yeah. I say UFO enemy unknown, which is what this is all based on. I yep. don't even think there was a commander. You were just this god presence playing the game. That's he didn't refer to you as a person at all. You just like I have no problem with the go- building that's what the it, base and but, controlling the units. And- yeah, yeah. That and that's what, that's the thing. Am I the god presence who's kind of there but not really there kind of thing, or am I? You know, you're the commander. Part of the story. And actually so, talking like, to you and you're part of the story. Why don't like? Yeah. Uh, why don't I have a presence in the game? Why? Why am I not? getting better over time yeah, and i was going to point. ask you if there was like some sort of but there's obviously not no tech in the last mission there's something something happens know, in the last, last mission, mission. Yeah, yeah that which i would expect as well i'm kind of presuming that you've been half hybridized by being in a tank for so long or genetically modified in some ways where my thoughts are Heading. going at the moment yeah yeah I think it was really cool though that like you plugged in and then just like using your brain for tactical yeah, simulations yeah. that yeah. that was great i love this whole um uh, like the alien that uh, will take the best bits yes. of whatever they've, they've come across yeah. to make themselves better. So like, oh, we're not quite not quite as tall as the humans or as powerful. Yeah. Let's just go and take a bit of that and then we'll be tall and powerful and then be good too. And I presume like whatever planet they go to, they just morph themselves into be more adapted. Because you've got to think, uh, I'm sure there's like, if you're really short, the whole world, everything, all the infrastructure of the whole place is designed around a roughly five foot to six foot being to operate. Yeah. You know, that's what most things are based on. And being short is always going to be a problem. So yeah. just just in the getting around in the environment that you're trying to conquer would be easier if you were similar, five to six foot. you know, kind yeah. of stature as the creatures there. I think that's really smart. And if they're not, if they're, they don't have too much self-identity into the way that they look or I don't know, it sounds like maybe they're an insectoid race. Maybe with a hive mind or something like that, and it's not really like they obviously do central commands for their drones and the armor. But are the insectoids that like mind control things? Are they independent thinkers, or are they've got a boss that's controlling them as well? And it's like this tiered hive system going down. I don't know if it's been. You might know. Don't, don't spoil me. I'll find. I out. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You'll find out. Okay. Uh, yes. In which case, they'd be like, "Oh yeah, we'll just put out some drones that are more like this. They don't. They don't care what they look like. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um, kind of thing. Um, yeah. Dig it." I dig that. I, the story's better than I thought. Uh, yeah, it was I be. like that the aliens have already taken over Earth. I think that was a really good decision. That yes, story's good. Well, because you had the, the original ones, just the original invasion. Which yeah, yeah. Do you you must lose the original invasion then? Oh no, in the I mean, game you win, but oh, but canonically you lose. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Canonically you lose. Yeah. All right, fair it's, enough. It's, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, more interesting yeah. if you lose. Well, definitely. But the first ones are more about flying after UFOs and shooting them down and. 
Okay. And going through the wreckage of the UFO. And yep. Whereas this one's more exciting that you're a gorilla fighting force and you're recruiting other gorillas and you're yeah. finding out what the truth behind their secret lies are. And yeah. It's yep. a more interesting story. Definitely. Yep. As I said, like that's got that sort of Half-Life 2 vibe with collaborators and you've got these half breed things yeah. and yeah. it's kind of a a takeover by assimilation. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Uh what else? What else is about XCOM 2 that caught my eye this time around? I mean the combat I mean it's turn based. There's not much to say like you have abilities and you use them to the best as you can at the time. Yeah. I don't know, like uh I found the combat satisfying. Uh yeah, definitely satisfying. Uh, especially satisfying when you're when you're playing, like, with The Witcher, to take a comparison to something completely different, always sort of felt like most of the time it was just I dodged well. That was how I won the game. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it didn't, that was it. They missed me more than I missed them. Yes. Yeah. Where this feels like a really well-planned, like, yeah, planned executed. You plan your attack well, you win. Yeah, yeah. It does, even though even with, like, the missing in the RNG and stuff like that, for the most part, you get that kind of vibe, and it's it's, it's supremely satisfying when you do get all four people out, yeah. kind of thing. I I did like a flawless victory on like no hits or no damage or anything yeah. like that on one of them, which was really good. So yeah. it's definitely got that. Um, oh, like that was hard, and I beat it, yeah. kind of thing. Even though I probably saved and loaded a few times to yeah. to get that over, yeah. you know, kind of thing. I don't know how anyone would do this. I, I guess, yeah, I guess I'm not. Well versed enough to no, you need to know how the game works about it really Iron well. Man. I, yeah. I, yeah, you need to be patient. You never a lot of time, which I don't. Uh, I've got too many other games I want to play. I don't want to play this game on Iron Man. Yeah, that's and maybe that's where it comes back to. It's like I don't have a hundred hours. Yeah, to dump yeah. into it, kind of thing. You know, I I don't. <laughs> I both want to exp- I want to experience the game at its best, which is a matter of progressing through. Yes, but I can't give it all that all much time, time in the world to get to that level. Yeah, kind of thing. And that's something the games are going to have to think long and hard about going forwards. Is is what? Uh, I, I, okay. my, my thoughts run like this, right? The single player games seem to be getting longer and longer and longer. They do. Multiplayer yeah. games seem to be getting grindier and grindier and grindier because everyone wants people to play the games for, for all all time. You know, they want to be the next GTA Five, where they, you know, the only game outside of an MMO that people are still playing. Uh, yeah. I don't know what seven years, years after release yeah. or something yeah, like that. You know, yeah. and I don't know that that's a good thing. I don't think it's gaming. a good goal. No, I mean, like, I had a look. Like 7,000 games came out on Steam last year. 7,000. Something like that, That's I think. That's insane. I say that. I don't have numbers to back that up right now, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a phenomenal amount of games. More more game than you could yeah, probably play. Yeah, 100 hours a game. Never going to beat them all. Never, no. ever, ever. I reckon there's... I'd be curious to know, would it take you more time to play through the games that released in one year or watch every single movie released in a year. And that would be like worldwide. Like, we got like worldwide, like all the games that humanity yeah. are making. But how many, you could probably even throw TV in there. And I think gaming might even still beat it. Well, because, yeah, movies over in three hours, TV shows over in maybe 20 hours. But not many games are over in 20 hours. Not many, not anymore. And some of them, I mean, I guess in theory, some of them 
don't have an end date. You could, you know, they just keep going forever, forever and ever and ever, kind of thing yeah. with no with no end in sight. But like, how much? Like, at what point? At what point does it just become like too much? And you stop playing. You play less because you can't ever complete everything. So you sort of. I'm stop already playing. at that point. I'm already at that you know. point where I go. I'll, you know, I want to do all. I want to play all these games. So I'm forcing myself not to buy new games. So I play all the old games that I've got. Yep. Yep. But it's tough to be then involved in the culture of gaming. People yes. are always talking about, of course. Well, and then they do something like Andromeda and Anthem that I really want to play. So yeah, I'm you going to break my rule. Rule and, and go ahead and do it anyway yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. See, The uh, Witcher 3 was a great example. That was one that I always wanted to play. Yep. But wasn't going to buy until I played everything else. So it's one of the reasons why I wanted to do it for the podcast. So Give then I had to preach the rule. Play it. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. And like we still didn't, like I haven't gone back and done the DLC or anything like that, no, that yet either. No, both got the DLC and no, I haven't gone I, back and touched it at all. So I don't know how much. I still haven't finished uh, Fallout 4. I've, oh, I've, there's so, so much in Fallout 4 to do as yeah. well. Oh my God, I forgot about that. Yeah. I don't know how many games I left sitting half done. So the only on the one shelf. I've actually finished is Andromeda. Totally and utterly finished it. The only reason I've got 99% completed is because of that bugged mission. Okay. The, where the radio signal never pops yep, that they yep. never ever fixed in all the thousands of oh, patching God. they never fixed that bugged mission so otherwise I've completely finished that game how we're probably getting a little like off topic on this one but how disrespectful is it to say to someone hey give me 40 hours of your life maybe more 60 hours of your yeah. life to do this and then not make it possible to complete it you actually it? get 100% yeah like I've I've have this. It reminds me of like when you you spend three seasons watching a TV show and you're really invested in it because and then it the, just gets axed and well, they never finish the story. You know the network said on the all the I mean she's not the creators that decide these other things, but the network said, "Hey, we really want you to watch this new show. We think it's be really amazing. It's gonna be really great. We Get think you should in it. You yeah. know, like okay." You think it'd be good? I think it's good too. Let's watch this. Let's go on this journey together and, and I'll spend my time, my valuable, valuable time on this. And, you know, hey, look, a show doesn't do well, doesn't get the ratings, you know, the, the, the main actor's asking you for too much money, whatever it is, right, it needs to be cancelled. I get that. But don't do, do me the disservice of not providing closure to that yeah, story. Yeah, stop it. Exactly. Like yeah. give me the two-hour movie to at least give me some closure on it. Yeah, like Firefly. Well, that's the classic example. One that comes to mind more recently is Dark Matter, yeah, okay. which was rating well, which is just the because now in, in that case it seems to be a decision of we didn't own the streaming rights to it, so therefore we're so not we're interested in it. it. Yeah, and it's like I spent a lot of time watching that. You wanted to hear how the story ended. Well, yeah, I mean, it's- and Babylon Five is another great example of that. Oh, yeah. Because they yep. told Jay Marcus Jaginski that season four was going to be his last season. Yep. And he said, but I've got stories for season four and season five. Yep. So he crammed them both in yep. to season four. So season four felt like it was two stories going at the same time. Which it because was. Because it was. Yeah. And they said, oh, okay, season four did so well. We're going to run. We're going to do season five now after all. It just. And he had no, I've got no story left. You, I finished I, the story because you told me I only had one season left. Yeah. Just like, that stuff is annoying. It's. As a consumer of that product it's very yeah. annoying i think it's disrespectful i think it's disrespectful to ask someone to to come because it's a mutual like i don't i think they have a feeling that like we're making a product and we're doing it so that we have all the power yeah. and control over yeah. it. it's like no we're no no charge. no 
I'm going to sit here and consume it. I'm going to talk about it with my friends. Your show is going to become part of culture. Your game is going to be part yeah. of the gaming culture. Yeah. And you get benefit from that. And that culture deserves the respect to have it patched. Respected. Yeah, like, patched. Put, yeah, exactly. fix the freaking bug, fix man. You know, yeah. like write some code that if someone's on all the parts, it just completes the quest for them to get the 100%. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's... N- so they can burn oh. your disc and throw it away because after the game it's crap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think um, I don't. I don't understand. Don't like it. I don't like. Don't like that sort of trend. No. And then they close down the studio altogether anyway. Oh, look at the Telltale people now with um, Wolf Among Us won't get a number two now. Yep. Because I mean, you know, it's a bit different. I guess you know the studio was mismanaged and and you know whatever the various reasons were. Um. You know, like, mm. frustrating. Very, very frustrating. It makes me really hesitant to try new things because I don't want it to be wasted effort. I don't want to get, like, you look at it from like a book perspective, right? A Song of Ice and Fire still hasn't been finished. Yeah. People started yeah. reading that in like 83. Yeah. Like, I was born and in 83. Still the last book. Like, you ask us all to read it and enjoy it. And like I don't, he doesn't owe. Uh, he gets this thing where people are like telling George R. R. Martin, you know, hurry up and like How read it. The book. I don't, yeah. I don't agree with that. But at the same time, I've invested time in those book series. Like yeah. you said to me, I want to write this epic fantasy story that's going to end. That is going to end. It's going to have a wrap up and a conclusion. Yeah. You don't get to just lead me along and string yeah. along. You know, like uh, it's not like the author, uh, the author dies. That's sad. Like with the Wheel of Time, he never got to finish. Yeah. The last few books I had to bring someone else in, which was really good because he's a much better writer than the original. <laughs> so, you know, that's sad. Uh, um, the other one that's really grinds <laughs> my gears at the moment is uh, "The Name of the Wind" by Patrick Rothfuss. He's written two of the three books, okay, and it's been like the first two books came out pretty quick relatively speaking for like an epic fantasy series in a couple of years. It's been like five or six years now since the last one came uh, out. Yeah. And it, it, writer's block. Well, it, like it must. I think he's got a probably a bit of a problem. He wrote all three books in the beginning. Like yeah. he had them okay. done and was trying to shop them around and couldn't get anyone to pick it up. Okay. And so the first one came out and was very, very well received. Yeah. Second one came out. People saying it's better than the second one, which like never happens. Better than the first. Uh, one. Sorry, yeah, better than the first one. Yeah. So now he's got probably writer's block and a bit yeah. of like, how am I going to live up Make to the third one better than the second thing. one? But like, yeah. dude, come on, I. I I want it. I want it. I want it. Uh, you've uh, and it's not like uh, no one's you want to it, wake I want the it. juggernaut. I want. I just want to have some resolution on something that I've already dumped, and I've like read the books twice. Like I love those books. Yeah. I just want to know how it finishes. Yeah. And I, I don't know why they can't. I mean, it was crap. I'd just rather have it just finished than have it sit there, yeah. half done forever in a day kind of thing. I'd much rather. Not, I don't have 50% completed, the 99% completed, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like if, if, I don't, if I don't try, it doesn't matter. But if I've tried and I can't yeah. get it because someone's being lazy or doesn't want to complete it or wasn't making enough money for them to fill yeah. out a quarterly stock report, yeah. it doesn't really interest me. No, it's just crap. I don't, I don't remember when I started gaming on the Commodore 64, I don't remember them releasing unfinished games. Like the games were finished they didn't patch them. They've just have they gotten lazy because they can patch games. I heard there's a new game, mm. um, Pathfinder Kingmaker, has just been released. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was reading the um, 
Steam reviews, they're all saying you're using us as beta testers. Your game's not finished. Your story's not finished. You've got skills. There's skills that require weapons, and there's nowhere in the game to buy this weapon. Oh, my God. Stuff like that. It's just ridiculous. Or like there's one, like you get a two-handed sword skill, and there's one two-handed sword in the whole game, and it's chapter six out of six. So you run around for the whole game trying to get a two-handed sword. Some, uh, that's just an example I pulled out of the air. Yeah, yeah. But, but there's like, lots of yeah, lots of people in the in the reviews saying this game is not finished. You're using us as beta testers for a game that should be finished. That's. I mean, this is definitely something that's more um, is is definitely a gaming related thing. You don't see this in movies or TV no, shows because exactly it doesn't. Yeah. They've got test that audiences. Way. That's a good point. They do yeah, have test audiences. They've got test audiences. They pay people to or invite people to come and watch the movie and say, we've got three different endings, we're not sure which one to use. Yeah. So you're going to be seeing this movie and two-thirds of the people that are watching it are going to see a different movie to you because we're testing out which ending works best. They do that kind of stuff. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't have a problem with being a beta tester if that's up front, like it's early yeah. access, and I'm like, yeah. we this game's not finished. Yeah. We want to fund it. We're being honest. If you want to play. It's not finished. Okay, I can deal with that. And you got the whole problem of Benevolence early access. That's something else yeah. in and of itself. Yeah. But uh, is it? I mean, I've got to say that games are probably more complicated coding wise. Yes. Probably. Than they were back in the day. That's got to make. It's got to have some impact. But at the same time, I'm like, well, you're probably not writing the whole engine from scratch anymore either. Like you download the UT engine. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff that they would have had to build back in the old days. It's yep. just there ready for you to go. So Yeah. And the story stuff's got nothing to do with writing the game. No. You write the story outside of actually writing the game. So if you've got bits missing in your story, it's not because you're having a hard time programming your game. It's because you didn't write your story. Yeah. yeah. And if you didn't like, yeah, beta test it's gotta be testing. Yeah. I reckon it's, you could just imagine, right? It's like I picture myself as the um the quintessential manager. Yeah. I got three studios under my belt. Yeah. And I'm like looking at the balance sheet and I see this one for QA where it's costing me hundreds of thousands of dollars yep. every quarter in, in salaries quality to pay people. Insurance. You know, yeah, quality insurance to make to people to do the beta testing, yep. you know, kind of thing. And I'm like, well, why can't these studios all use the one set of QA people? Yeah. That would save me like $75,000 a, qu- yeah. a quarter, you know, like that's a great saving. That That's easy. We'll just do that. Oh, why can't the devs? Test their own code. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'll be good too. That'll be fine. Yeah, yeah no worries. Yeah. Boom, sign that off and then yeah. it becomes the norm. They write it. Surely they can test they it. They can test it as well, you know. They know like, what it's supposed to do. Isn't that what you do? I, if I write a sentence, I write it and I read it and go, yes, that makes sense. Right. Tick, that, that's yeah. done. You know, one more, like, it's got to be a bit of that going I mean, on. You can't proofread your own writing. That's well-known fact. Well, yeah. You've got to read it backwards to proofread your own writing. Do you? Okay. Oh, well, I mean... Uh, just it's, it's a trick. If you've got a, yeah, a, something you're reading, read from the last sentence up, and because you don't have the the yeah. continuation, you you're are not more critical. filling in the words that you actually missed. Yeah, and if you can read, if you can actually read the sentence backwards, word by word, you will get even more out of it. Oh, okay. Is what I've it's what I've done, and it seems to be effective. Not a writer, no. <laughs> also not a manager either. But I, I'm sure, like I've definitely heard stories of QA departments being either overworked or they don't yeah. get the work, you know, or it's it's very seasonal work, so it's hard to get people that are experienced oh, okay. doing it. Like yeah. they basically hire you for three months and, and then, then you let go again for nine months, you yeah. know, kind of thing. So it doesn't it doesn't um, endear people who are like as a in like, good QA testers to well, staying with a company. I think it's actually a really hard thing to do because. 
you've got to like, it always sounds like something that you're like oh it sounds like a really good job but the more uh, I read into it yeah. you got to like play the level yeah. and then you got to try to break the yeah, level try and break it and yeah. when you break it you have to try to re-replicate yeah. it so that you can write detailed notes and say yes if I jump here and then use a button here then I click yeah. through the level you know like that's that's hard yeah yeah it wouldn't be you fun. need skilled people to do that so yeah. you got to pay them pay them skilled people wages so maybe they are maybe they are still QAing as much as they ever have before, but the quality of the QA is taking a nosedive because yeah. they're trying to get cheaper cheaper Cheap labor to people. do it. Yeah. You know, because that being a case, that's for sure. Yeah. Hmm. It's not a good trend. It's not. No. Not my land. Where do they get off releasing a, an unfinished game? Uh, thankfully, maybe things like Steam reviews, where you've got yeah. enough concentration of people in the one space. Saying this is unacceptable, that yeah. it shows you like mostly when I say like mostly negative, I'm like, oh, this is yeah. great. I'm gonna read the comments there was this dumpster fire of a game, yeah. you know, kind of thing. Um, and maybe more importantly, it gives you the recent and then the overall score. Yeah, yeah. So, you, if they do they fix do it, change it, yeah, it the goes score goes up. back up, yeah. which and that's what this Kingmaker seems to be saying. Everyone's saying. This is a good game. This will be a good game when it's finished. Mm. Don't buy it yet. Certainly don't pay full price for it. Wait for it to be finished and then buy it. Just early access that shit, man. Yeah. Why, why would you not? Yeah. Uh, you, because they've got to know the game's got a finished. deadline. Someone's got a deadline. So it's got to be out by the fourth fiscal quarter or yeah. some crap like that. And the, the programmers are saying, no, it's not ready. No, it's not ready. Yeah. And the manager goes, well, we don't care. You know, you know there was an internal argument at some meeting room when that, when that yeah. happened there. Yeah. Once again, it's always the fight between the business and the creative. Yeah, you know. Yeah, exactly. There, it's a it's a symbiotic and uh, parasitic. Parasitic. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah, in, in equal measures, time. I think there. You know, because you can't you can't go create stuff like this on this scale without that backing. business backing. Yeah, no, exactly. But the business backing can't do anything without the product to sell as well. Yeah. But they're always they kind of forget. Who's got the money seems to be the one with the most power, as opposed to maybe the person actually making the product. Yeah. seems to be. And yeah. It's an interesting dilemma. Yeah, it is. Like, it is. does having more money make a game better or worse? Something no. that Pete, Ra- Pete Rose ra- um, raised was like uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, big budget game, great story, great game by yeah. all accounts. So having lots of money doesn't preclude you from no, making, from a, making good a good game. game. So there's obviously something else that goes wrong yeah. in the process that, that messes people up yeah. or messes the games up. Yeah. Not XCOM 2, though. I think they've got a solid game. I haven't had any bugs. You know, I mean, no, I had the bug with yeah. the firing of the container, but that to me was more just like, well, you, what yeah. I realized, you can't hack while burning. And I don't know whether my character was ever like not burning. burning yeah, and whether yeah. the station burning was just a miss. Which set them on fire. So that was probably an unintended consequence yeah. of the game rules interacting with each other. Yeah, maybe that's. Rather than a bug kind of thing. Yeah, because it was um, behaving internally consistently. No crashes, no yeah. weirdness or anything. Oh, the amount of detail, like in terms of like customizing your, your squad members That's and fantastic. all of that. Oh, it's just like I did not expect there's that at all. There's only one thing. Speaking of bugs, or unintended consequences. Oh, yeah. There's only one thing. I customized a whole bunch of my units in the end gear armor. Okay. What do you? Customize their hairstyle. Oh. Customize all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Then I changed their armor around to a oh. lower level armor and their customizations all went. Uh, the customization seemed to be linked to the armor. Okay. So if you're going to customize your troops, do it early. Do it, uh, when you uh, customize them in low-level armor yep. and you upgrade their armor, 
the upgrades automatically apply. The customizations oh, automatically apply weird. to the upgraded armor, but it doesn't downgrade. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That sounds like more of a unintended consequences of the um. Well, the question would be why would anybody ever want to downgrade their equipment? That's well, that's a good point. Probably I why they never tested it. But the, but no, isn't there like a Remove armor from all your characters so that you can equip it on your current yes. squad buttons. Yeah, so there you would is. Yeah. do that then. Like that's something that you would do yeah. is bounce a high tier set of armor around to yeah, different true. people and stuff like that. Seems like a little bit of an over- either, either the customization should be bound to that piece and move wherever that piece goes, or no, it should be on the, the character, character itself. Yeah, it's you know, to the yeah. Characters. If you put different armor on the character, keep that customization. Okay. The one thing I was going to say about the equipment is that yeah. I the one thing I don't like is that. Everything you research is better than what you had before. So you don't have like options. Like I remember in the first one, you got the rocket launcher and then you had you could put fire rockets in it or you could put gas rockets in it or you could put So there's ammunition. Yeah. But there's no reason why you you know, you couldn't equip a flamethrower instead of a grenade launcher or a And they do put that somewhat on the grenadiers, but they've they're one shot weapons, so they're hardly noticeable in the whole game mm. so everyone has the only one that's got a choice is the guy with the shotgun can use the shotgun or can use the assault rifle okay everybody else can just use the one weapon and then the assault rifle becomes the magnetic rifle becomes the plasma rifle and oh, it's a very linear yeah, it's upgrade, yeah, path yeah, there. upgrade path mm. it's not like you can choose this this would this would be really good against mutons and sectoids but it yep. won't be any good against the Vipers. Yeah, that's interesting to not do that because there's not like you've got a balance problem to worry about as much. Like, no, they could, have, they could have done that. I would have found that more interesting if there was a bit more choice in your squad equipment customization. It's really only in the um, gun attachments and the inventory that you've got that makes reason it up. to make different choices and mix things up. I wonder if they found that people weren't using it in the first one and just didn't bother putting yeah, in the second maybe. one, maybe, you know, maybe. that sort of thing as well. Yeah. But it is yeah, much more satisfying when you're suddenly doing double the damage with your same shot that you were doing. Oh, when you, when you do upgrade that. for your sniper rifle. So is that done through like the scientists? Yeah, the scientists research, research? new weapons. Okay. See, and that could be something they could do. They could research the laser weapons and the laser weapons don't need to reload. Cool. So then if you want to get rid of the reloading problem, you have laser weapons, so they maybe do less damage or have but, less range, but you never need to reload them. Which should be, which I'm finding out is something you really got to watch because a yeah. couple of times I got caught where my guy, particularly the heavy, because I only got yeah. three. And I think as well when they, I think what the it was. Special abilities, they chew up more ammo. Oh, I haven't got any special abilities. Not yet. You'll get yet. special okay. abilities as you go up levels. Uh, it was the uh, Overwatch. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, like I wasn't. Counting them properly because it's like it kind of happened automatically yeah. off screen, kind of, or not off screen, but yeah, out of turn. Uh, that I'm like, oh no, you needed to reload badly. Oops, this is this whole plan is not going to work. Oh, where's the load menu? Go back, yeah, <laughs> reload first. That's okay. where the free reloader becomes very, very useful. The free reloader, yeah, one What's... of the gun attachments. You get free reloads. Oh wow, so just, or does it does it automatically for you at the end? No, you have to still do it, but it doesn't cost you an action to do it, it's just a free reload. Very nice. Put them on your sniper, so then you just go bang, 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 bang. Oh, okay, okay. So, so the idea with a sniper then would be to have two of them, yeah. I guess, set them back behind some cover. You want to overwatch up. up high? Yeah, up high. So if you can get them up high, but so they got a better field of vision, but far enough away so they can't take any return fire as well. Back. Yeah, with the squad that's what sight. I've 
problem as well as like I would, they were too close, I think, already. Yeah. The maps I've played have all been yeah. timed and too close yeah. together for this trade. That's why it's not working for me. Yeah. So up high, and that does make a difference. Yeah. Uh, and then pushing your main guys in yeah. below to, tr to, to trigger them and yeah. snipe them off instead. Yeah, I see that being like a, a fairly well-rounded strategy. Well, that being said, the snipers don't do significantly more damage than any other class. It's the range that you want, though. And not taking return you fire. You still need to be able to see them. Yeah. Yeah. Was there some ability that you can use your squad members to use to side up? It's called squad side. So squad the snipers side. get squad side automatically. So what you need to do is have an invisible unit, reveal them. Then the invisible unit can't ever get shot at because they're invisible and the sniper picks them off. Ha. That's what you need to do. But how, keeping units invisible is very hard. Yep. How do you know how far the range is on the sniper? If they can it's see. It's unlimited. Oh. If they can see, if they got a clear line of sight to the target, it's not blocked. Yeah, they can shoot it. Oh, okay. Yeah, they got I'm gonna play a non-time level so I can actually yeah. give this a bit of a workout. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. every time I try to put them up high and shoot someone, they immediately got shot back out and died. And I'm like, this is, this is yeah. not working. Yeah, they yeah. got to be out of range of the enemy, which isn't yep. that hard to get. No, no. Uh, yeah, and then they can just, but which means you got to beef up their aim as much as you can. Yes, I immediately gave her the, the um, further snow away scope. they are. The harder it is to hit them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cool beans. All right. Well, join us again next week for another episode of TLDR with Tony and Luke. We'll and continue. Who knows what we'll be talking about? Well, who knows? Yeah. We went a bit of diversion there today on the topics of the day, the gaming topics of today. <laughs> uh, look out soon. We're going to do more streaming. We're starting to get that under control. We lost like two episodes mm, because in, of in the gap there. Practicing how to do streaming. Yeah, much practicing. Yeah. It's a surprisingly complicated little thing to do, but I wouldn't mind doing more of it. Uh, I want to do, uh, hopefully at some point, some like community streams with other, with um, uh, listeners. Yeah. Get on, play like some, some, one of the games we did was Guns of Icarus, yep. which is, would have been much better with four people yep. in voice chat together and things yep. like that. Uh, I might do some uh, board game streams at some point as well. It could be fun okay. as well. You know, why like it's too long and we didn't read, doesn't say what sort of format <laughs> the game uh, has to be in. No, that's true. Kind of thing. Uh, going to have a Discord server up for the next episode. I'll give out details of that then as well. So you can directly send us your comments about how we played the game wrong. Yeah. Which we probably did, let's be honest. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're not experts. <laughs> Definitely not. That's the one thing we never claim to be. All right. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Luke. I'm Minor Shepherd, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet.